Welcome to We Fish ASA, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. My name is Steve Surley, and I'm here with my partner, Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is always pleased to offer you some conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, the most entertaining, as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association, especially St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion. And Daiwa, take a look at that Daiwa lineup. They've got it covered. Every kind of quality, every kind of price range. Daiwa reels will put more fish on the end of your line, guaranteed. We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7 at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, free apps from Stitcher Radio and the Apple App Store. The podcast is always available on our website, wefishasa.com. We Fish ASA is recorded and produced by Berserk Productions. Our friend Brad Nearman down in Lando Lakes, Florida, puts it all together, makes it sound as good as it does. On today's show, we welcome with an iCast preview Dan Johnston from St. Croix and Ken Duke from Fishing Tackle Retailer Magazine. I'll get to spend some time with Brian Schmidt. Bassmaster Elite, elite angler just cashed a hundred thousand dollar paycheck on Lake Champlain. Great story, great tournament, great fisherman, Brian Schmidt. But first, let me turn it over to Dave Kranz. David, how you doing today? Hope you're doing well. Take it away. As Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast, and this segment is brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. And welcome back, Dan Johnston. Hey, Dave. How's things going out in Iowa these uh, these days? That's where you're at in the Midwest, and how, how's uh, everything going out there? Good. It's hot, and we haven't had hardly any rain. But I, I was up in Wisconsin a week week ago, and I heard we got like 12 inches up on the Mississippi River. A friend of mine was fishing, and uh, that's going to be welcomed. I don't know about that much, but our you know we're the we're the land of crops, so we need the water. Yep, we're in, in Illinois, and we need that too. And generally, we give some really good tips about. Uh, uh, how to fish, how to do so many different things. Today, we're going to uh, talk about ICAST because that's a uh, a very important thing, too. It's an industry-only show, but it benefits the consumer uh, because the, the uh, companies listen to the consumers as to what kind of products they're looking for, what kind of products they need. And uh, even though they can't go there, they get to see all the results that are coming out of a new product showcase and all of that. And uh, you know, let's let's back up a second. You you've won quite a few years uh, in a row, I believe, on products at ICAST, and I'm sure you have some products uh, that are entered in the new product showcase this year. We do. We've been really blessed. I mean, the last few years, it's uh, it's voted on by the media and the retailers, and um, you know, we, we've been yeah, we've we've won top spot and a few of those, and that's that's a hundred percent related to a lot of work internally in the product team and all that, but most importantly, all the people that to do the voting out there but you to be honest with you when the rubber hits the road is throughout the remainder of the year hoping that new product benefits the angler on the water that's what we're really all about awards are awards are awards to be honest with you we, we're more concerned with how it makes people better absolutely and i and i've got the fish with uh, all of those new rods that you want awards for except the saltwater rods because i do not do that but like the glass rods and things like that and they, they've definitely been uh uh, awesome uh, pieces of equipment and have uh, 
fit in my rod locker nicely and, and you use those for certain techniques and, it, and it's great. So last year we didn't get to do ICAST. We had a virtual ICAST and this year we're coming back face to face. How different is that going to be this year? It's going to be great. It's like I, w- I would relate it to our St. Croix Customer Appreciation Day, which we had to do virtual last year. And this year it was in person. It was just awesome getting to pe- see people and shake their hands and thank them for being part of the St. Croix family and on and on. And ICAST will be the same thing. We, As you as you state, it's the largest retailer, not consumer, but the largest retailer fishing show in the world every year. And it'll be nice to get together. And, you know, whether it'll be fully attended or not, especially internationally, is yet to be determined. Obviously, the Canadian border is still closed, so we won't have any of our partners up north of the border. But hopefully it's really well attended because, boy, there's nothing like that interpersonal communication and just working with people. And and really, you know, I always put things back on the angler because that's what St. Croix is all about. And this is a huge opportunity personally for me to learn what's new for 2022 so i can convey that to dealers who are conduits to the angler so it's really a win-win for everybody for for st croix and anybody to be able to attend absolutely and and you know we say it's an industry only show and it is to get in the building and physically walk around and look at these things but the consumer can participate because every person in the outdoor media uh media and retailers are there and when those products come out at the new product showcase the night before the show opens many of those if not all of them are posted and there's there's social media posts about these items so the consumer can participate remotely yeah, there's no question. I mean, really, we're all in this together. If it wasn't for the consumer, there'd be no point for us to even go. Obviously, they're, they're the lifeblood. Unfortunately, our consumers are our anglers. So they're the lifeblood of everything we do. So we, we try to get information out. And we'll be, we'll be running posts through social media, already have been on some of our new 2022 product. And we'll be doing a lot more of it right up before I cast. So things come out a little earlier every year. And, you know, you, you look at the Bassmaster classic that's a mid-season launch we offered the new we uh, introduced uh um a rod at, at the classic two this year so it, it's not all new at icast but it's certainly the large 90 percent of the launch for 2022 is what people see, see at, at that event yeah and you have the on on the water uh, uh event the day before on tuesday and and uh Things get demoed there, and I know I've seen uh, you uh, videoing item after item after item, and those are going to be released throughout ICAST during the week, correct? On the Water is really cool. I've worked it for us now for, boy, really as long as they've been having it. And um, it's a great opportunity to actually get media and retailers to test drive. I mean, we're literally right on a small lake. I actually caught a bass last last year on a chatterbait, which was kind of cool, but it's a need to get people to... Uh, test drive the product that they're going to see and hear about. And yeah, we shoot a ton of videos at it. And then we'll shoot a lot of videos in our booth too. So anytime you go on YouTube or social media, anywhere, you can start to see these things come out really the day before the actual show starts. I, on the Waters on Tuesday. Right. And the new product showcase is on Tuesday evening. So before the show opens on Wednesday, uh, many of the consumers will see it as almost as early as you and I will. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's excellent. And uh, I think they need to pay attention. And, you know, there may be items that they want. There may be items that they aren't. And, and something else they ought to think of. If they don't see an item that's out there and they've been looking for a certain item, every one of these companies is open, open to listening to the consumers because that's how you have that many rods that you have because people ask for them, right? 
Yeah, there's no question. And it's ironic. So many people say to me, man, you must be so awesome to go to ICAST because you get a sneak peek at everything coming out. The irony of it, the people that say that to me see the stuff first before I do, because I do on the water. I'm tr stuck in our booth. And then when I'm working the show, I'm jammed between appointments and videos. So I don't get out and see what's new until the last day of the show. So my buddies are texting me saying, man, check out this new locator. And I haven't even seen it yet. Yeah. So it's, it's the, the consumer does get to see things really in a lot of cases, arguably sooner than those of us that are actually at the event, believe it or not. No, I, I, I get that because you're at the on the water the day before, but you're in your booth. You're in St. Croix. You're demoing right. and you're doing what you have to do. It's not like you're walking down the road there and getting to see all these new latest, greatest innovations from the other companies. You, you know, you can do that afterwards in the new product showcase and see, like you said, the last day of the show when you get freed up from your meetings. And But the, the pe people have to understand that we're there working. It, it may be... You know, when they go to a sports show, that's relaxation, fun, and games for them. But when we go, we're working, we're we're learning, we're 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 buying, we're uh, you know deciding on on what kind of inventory levels to put in. So it is a job, and it is a lot of work. And uh, it, is it in our industry that we have a passion for and we love it? Absolutely. But we still, everybody there treats it as a job. Oh, it's really busy. It's one of the busiest weeks of the year. I mean, I'll have appointments literally on the hour and then videos in between, which is awesome. I mean, it's a great, great way to get our word out and, you know, just to show everybody what we're doing. I mean, we got so much going on in 22. People aren't going to believe it. We have four new rod series um, that you'll hear all about, which is not new, but some are uh, uh, reimagined and re-envisioned, re um, but huge improvements and just really, really cool, super exciting launch that we have coming. Looking forward to hearing about that. Now, you as a uh, working for a manufacturer and me as a retailer, from what I've seen, many of those new anglers that came into our industry because of COVID have stayed. Many families, uh, many people buying boats. I've heard stories that boat manufacturers can't promise a boat till 2023. That's how far behind they are. 2022s are committed. They're going to be built and they don't have any more capacity to make them. I'm starting to see a little bit of wiggle room on things coming in and a little bit less, but there's still the the masses that of people coming in. Uh, are you seeing that on the manufacturing end? Are things getting a little better? I think better is a subjective word. You know, I, I think... Uh it's a it's a, what a blessing to have eight to 10 million new anglers come into our sport last year. I couldn't believe it when I saw some data on how many of those anglers they feel have stayed in it. And, you know, we spoke last year about what it's going to take to keep those anglers in it. And my biggest point was make them successful, do everything we possibly can simply to help them catch them. Because if people catch fish, it's more fun. There's a million reasons why we go. I get that. But if you catch them and your string gets stretched and the rod loads and something jumps, it's that's what gets your blood boiling. So kudos to everybody out there that's been helping these new anglers. We need to continue to do that going forward because as we've spoke of so many times, legislative dollars, license funding, such a win-win, the more, more people that fish. Absolutely. And and I think uh, people have stepped up. People are uh, 
teaching and educating these people how to uh, what they need first, how to use it, how to be successful, and uh, how often, I mean, so many new people, how often you change lines, how you do that. The segments we normally do are about that type of thing, and, and I hope we've helped in, in that way. And, you know, you, you were at the Bassmaster Classic. You help people there. I'm in a retail environment. We help people uh, at, at this location. And if everybody does that across the country, we'll, uh, we'll keep them all happy and keep them all involved and uh, I look forward to uh, uh, seeing you at the uh, ICAST. And uh, for people that don't know, it, it, that is the International Convention of Allied Sport Fishing Trades. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll see each other there and uh, talk about all the new stuff that uh, Croy's coming out with. And I'll probably be one of those people telling you about the stuff I saw. Have you seen this? And I know you won't till the last day. But thanks for being on the podcast, Dan. Thanks so much, Dave. Appreciate you having me. Oh, no problem. That was Dan Johnston. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sally is remote. And this segment was brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. Probably one of the number one questions I get, you know, what line do I use? That's a big debate. For every tour out there, everybody's debating which line. I choose the simple side. My choice of line is Sunline. My favorite lines to use is Sunline. How all can you use it? Anywhere you want to. Anywhere there's water and bass, it's good. Walleye, catfish, trout, speckled trout, sharks. There we go. Uh, I don't say this unless I think it's true, but honestly, it's the best in the market. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Rule your water. Rule it with a St. Croix rod. Whether you take to the lake, wade the rivers, or cast from shore, St. Croix provides responsive performance, ensuring your success below every surface. With a St. Croix rod in hand, you're a part of a celebrated tradition that has spanned 70 years. Touch, power, and control are right at your fingertips and extend to you the finest fishing experience on the planet. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote, and this episode is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. Today's guest uh, is here to talk about ICAST, and for those that don't know, that's the International Convention of Allied Sport Fishing Trades, and Ken will tell you that many people don't know what that is. Welcome back to the podcast, Ken Duke. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. You're absolutely right. Uh, out of the well, usually there's about 15,000 people at ICAST. This year it'll be something lower than that, I think, significantly lower perhaps. But uh, probably 95% of them have no idea what ICAST stands for. <laughs> they try hard, though. I love seeing the videos of those where they ask, what is it? And they say, I should know this. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, last year we had this conversation and we were talking about what was a virtual ICAST going to look like? How was it going to be? What did it mean to the industry? What did it mean to the new products that were coming out? Now, this year we're back to a face-to-face and I think that feels real good and uh, looking forward to it. How about you? Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the things I love about ICAST 
perhaps the main thing I love about iCast, apart from the new products, is uh, the fact that it's kind of an industry reunion. It's an opportunity to catch up with friends that maybe you only see once or twice all year long. So uh, that's a special time for me to catch up with folks here in Orlando, which is my hometown. And, uh, and also, of course, checking out the new product showcase, which is presented by Fishing Tackle Retailer, and uh, to see what's out there, to see where the innovation is, who's coming out with the cool new stuff, and, uh, and who doesn't have it. You know, that's, that's also really telling at every iCast. It is, and and also what what items are getting discontinued? That's always been a a big play for me because uh, it you know things have to go away. You can't keep making everything. Some of these companies have uh, catalogs that are uh, uh, as thick as uh, New York City phone book if they still make one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you're right. Everybody has to use their resources uh, to the best advantage they possibly can, and that means stuff gets discontinued. And um, and then it becomes hot on the tournament trail somewhere, and then they have to make it again. Absolutely. Now, it is an industry show only. The, the retailers and the media are there, and the manufacturers are there showing their wares. But the, the public benefits from this, and they, they can be there. They can be there virtually because every, everybody in media is putting out those new products. Uh, there's guys on the show floor that don't get to see it as quick as some people do at their homes. That's correct, isn't it? Well, I think that's true, yeah. Certainly in the last 10 or 12 years, the amount of media coverage that I cast, the, the way the show has changed itself. You know, I think uh, 15 years ago or so, this was a buyer show. This was a place where, where guys like Dave Kranz went and they were looking to uh, stock their store. And, and there's still guys doing that. But there was a shift about, let's say, 12, 13 years ago, and I call it the GoPro on a stick shift. <laughs> uh, because these guys who were having their, their websites and they were looking for content, looking for, for ways to get people to visit their their digital platforms, they started showing up at iCast with cameras and recording devices. And uh, it turned into a media event. And it's it's still a media event today. I think uh, I think most of the companies out there, they'll there's they will certainly sell some product, but perhaps not like they did fifteen years ago. Now what happens is the media gets a look at everything. The media is out there to uh, give things some exposure if it excites them. And, uh, and then the companies will make a decision as to whether or not um, they're going to buy it, the, the retailers, the wholesalers, and then the company has to, to get that stuff into production. So it, it's certainly changed in the last 12 or 15 years, and it's interesting to see those shifts. Yeah, and as a retailer, I do that where that had also in Northern Illinois in my retail establishment. I can find out what they're going to be asking for right away because of that. I'm I'm not even home and my guys are asking me about products sometimes. So that's a good thing and can help me buy and place orders that, you know, some offers are there, as you said, to buy things immediately. But it also can be done after the fact with a with an email or a phone call and say, hey, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll take this or I'll take that. But sometimes it's so busy on the, the show floor in, in certain booths that are, are busy. And that's something that I think uh, as a media person, I, I look at that. As a buyer, I look at that. What's the buzz going on there? Why is that booth so busy? What what do they have that's new? And I, I've gone into booths that I thought I didn't have on my, my day planner what I was going to do, but uh, have you done the same thing? Oh, yeah. Well, I have a list, like like you probably do, Dave, of the companies that I definitely want to see, and I, I never seem to reach all of them. But when you're walking the floor and you're looking left, you're looking right, you're, 
you're on your way maybe to see somebody else. But every once in a while, and by that I mean every day, multiple yeah. times, something will catch your eye, and you'll just have to go check it out because uh, maybe you never heard of the company that's got this booth, or maybe you didn't anticipate that that company was going to have something uh, this new, this cool, this exciting. So you you check the stuff out, and, and maybe there's a story there. Maybe there's a, a product there that you need to be carrying. But uh, that's, that's always the way of ICAST because uh, a lot of companies are terribly innovative but not necessarily great at getting the word out about their stuff. So ICAST is a great place to, uh, to find out what's new. It is a platform for that. And, and I think now that we have all these new anglers and so many manufacturers have just been playing catch up to make product that's already sold. And it's been a very busy year. Uh, fallout from, from uh, COVID was that we got all these new anglers. And to me, it seems like we have, whether, whether we caused it to happen or not, we have retained many of them and, and they're, they're here and they're staying and they're buying boats and I heard some boat manufacturers talking about they can't build you a 2022. You have to order a 2023 because their manufacturing is full for 2022. Yeah, those are, we say those are good problems. Actually, there are no good problems. If it's a problem, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. and, and not being able to supply people with the equipment that they want right now is a problem. Uh, because people will find other ways to spend their time and their money. Yeah. So uh, I hate it when somebody tells me that... Uh, that they're not going to be able to supply a product in a timely manner. That's not, that's not good. That bodes very badly for our industry and, uh, and any industry really. So, uh, don't, when, when somebody tells me, Oh, it's a good problem. I, I have a big question about that, but I, I wish the industry could catch up with demand. I wish the industry could supply everything everybody wanted right now and, and keep everybody happy and keep everybody out there, with the stuff they want to use, because that's, what's going to serve us best. Absolutely. And, and I thought I did a pretty good job of buying and staying ahead of the curve and, and planning last year and last fall. And, and, and I'm still behind. I still have orders that are coming in from uh, last September, October, November, December. I got one that I ordered January 4th. I've got the other day. So it, it is still taking five months, six months, seven months to get some of this product. And um, I think part of the, as a retailer, I bought from many different places. So that helped. If I was getting only 15 or 20% of an order and I did that from five places, I'm pretty full. But long as it's not the same product and you're duplicating the product that you can't get. Uh, some, of the, some of the things are harder to get than others. But I, I think in the end, the awareness for our industry is positive, And I believe the best we can get these people to learn how to use this product, teach them, you know, selling the experience, we teach them how to have fun and be successful out there, I think is one of the most important things. And, and I believe we've done a fair job at that. And I, and hopefully we'll, we'll retain them. And, um, you know, you don't deal with the public, with the fish and tackle retailer, but your, your customers do the people you advertise for they that's their responsibility also, isn't it? Well, absolutely it is. Uh, cause we're trying to try to make people like Dave Kranz aware about what's going on in the industry. Not that Dave Kranz is not tremendously well plugged in anyway, but yeah, we're, we're ultimately uh, hoping, hopefully we're helping all aspects of the industry from manufacturers to retailers and wholesalers to the general public. Um, because if, if we're not helping the sport and the industry grow uh, and get bigger, then we're not doing our job. No. So at the kickoff, if a lot of people do want to order things and new things that I cast, the manufacturers are uh, going to be, they'll have a decision to make. Do we make the old product that... 
um, that we still owe people because they've got orders for it, or do we make these brand new products? And you know, what what do we do? Or do we half and half? But I, I think uh, going forward, ICAST uh, in person this year is going to tell us a lot about the next twelve to eighteen months of our industry. No doubt. You know, a couple of well, last year especially, Dave, we saw we saw some companies that looked like they had just gone into their warehouse and uh, and opened up some little boxes of stuff they had been making a long time ago and, and put that back out there in the marketplace. Uh, that's not going to fly for very long, and it's not going to fly this year. I think we're I think we're all expecting some really innovative stuff to come out because, on some level, the industry has had you know, 18 months or, or even two years to, to get it rolling. A lot of companies did not pull out their biggest and best stuff last year. Some certainly did, but a lot did not because of the nature of what was going on. They weren't able to get even prototypes done so that they could uh, have them in the virtual new product showcase. So this is going to be the first real opportunity to show that stuff off in uh, almost two years. Yeah, and I am certainly looking forward to going to the new product showcase and seeing what's out there uh, from a media standpoint, from a uh, retailer standpoint, and from a user standpoint. I I, uh, I've, I've always am interested in seeing what what's new and what's what's great. And I I think um, you're probably right on the capacity of ICAST. I believe we're going to see a lot less international. I guess even Canadian that without the border being open, I think they're going to be limited to coming in. Or if they come in, they got to quarantine when they get home, and that's going to stop some of those groups. But I think the from what I hear from all the manufacturers, their their U.S. people are going to be there. They plan to be there in full force. So you know, if we have a ten thousand people person uh, ICAST this year, I think that would probably be a fair number. That's what I'm expecting. Uh, a fair number, you know, it's hard to, I don't know what a fair number would be, uh, but I'm expecting somewhere around that 10,000 mark. I hope there are at least that many there. And you're right, absolutely. The, the folks from uh, outside the U.S. are not going to be there in big numbers, but the companies will be represented because those companies that, that have a, a U.S. market uh, have U.S. staff to, to work the booths and so forth, but you won't see a lot of Japanese uh, representatives there. You won't see a lot of Canadian or European representatives there because of the, the quarantines that these folks will have to undergo uh, trying to get back home. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it sounds like flights and everything else is uh, is true, but you won't have to worry about flying this year because you can drive to the convention center, correct? I will be flying Toyota, Dave. Ah, I like it. I like it. And I, and I believe the airfare on Toyota right now are is a, is very good. It's pretty much, yeah, the, the prices are good. Uh, the gas prices are pretty lousy, but, yeah. uh, you know, we can we can make do. Yeah, it's about, <laughs> about 25 minutes from the convention center, Dave, so it's pretty easy, pretty easy run for me. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I got no complaints. Well, I always appreciate having Ken Duke. He is editor of Fishing Tackle Retailer on the podcast. And uh, thanks again for this one, uh, Ken. We'll, we'll see you here in a couple of weeks. Always a pleasure, Dave Kranz. Uh, you take care, my friend. Thanks for the great work you give us in Fishing Tackle Retailer every issue with your uh, with your column. And I'm um, looking forward to seeing you here in the great city of Orlando very, very soon. And remember, Dave, remember, this is big. Make America Florida. All right, you said that before. I like it. It's good, and I will. It'll. I'll make a flo- uh, make it Florida. Make America Florida when I'm down there at ICAST. Thanks, Ken Duke. <laughs> there you go. Bye, Dave. 
by Ken. That was Ken Duke. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote. And this segment of the We Fish ASA podcast was brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. We will be right back. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta, we're an outdoor coastal trading company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. Born in the back of a Florida bait and tackle shop, Calcutta was created with a rebellious spirit and a goal to offer hardworking outdoor products at a reasonable price. Calcutta builds the products that fit your lifestyle. We're on a mission to help you reclaim your free time and to declare mutiny on the mundane. Depend on Calcutta gear and apparel. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. We Fish ASA is back. I am Steve Surley. My partner Dave Kranz is remote. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Please help to ensure the future of fishing by visiting keepamericafishing.org. You know, if you're an industry professional, please consider joining the American Sport Fishing Association by visiting asafishing.org. We got a guy on with us right now who, uh, he didn't have time to go to the bank. He's walking around with a big check in his pocket. We'll talk about his huge victory at Lake Champlain on the Elite Series. And then we're going to talk about what a grind it is to be a, a professional fisherman. You know, it's not all uh, uh, not all just sitting around catching fish and getting applauded by fans. This is a hard-working job, and this guy exemplifies it, especially with what he's doing today. Please welcome elite angler Brian Schmidt. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Good, man. Doing really good. Thank you. You know, I, I, I tease the people. I want to let them know this. You won, you won the... Uh, uh, you won the uh, event yesterday or uh, this past weekend, four days of fishing at uh, Lake Champlain. And w where do you fish out of? We were out of Plattsburgh, New York. Plattsburgh, New York. So you spent four days fishing, done, boom, big weigh-in, big check, all the, uh, all the adoring fans. How exciting. When, when did you get in the car to drive to where you're at right now? About six in the evening, drove straight to the St. Lawrence River in Ottensburg and woke up bright and early to start practice. You know, you can't give any time away, man. These guys are so good. You know, I wish we had a little break in between, but unfortunately these two New York tournaments are back <clears throat> back to back. So so you you did the weigh in 
and by 6 o'clock, you're already in the truck pulling your rig to the next tournament. That is amazing, you know, and they have to know that the schedule you're on, uh, so they're, they're trying to push this thing through as quick as they can, right? That's correct. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. And, and how far of a distance is it from Lake Champlain to where you are right now? It, it wasn't bad. It was two and a half hours, man. Oh, two and a half hours, man! You could—that's uh, uh, a breeze. That's a breeze for you. But you know what? That's that is difficult. So you haven't had a day off in, in a while, right? I don't know how you. I don't know how you guys do it. So you got up this morning. You hit the water. Uh, you're fishing right now. What time will you fish to? Probably till about dark. You know, we all we get three days to scout it out. And everybody takes full advantage of those three days, man. So, like, when the tournament starts, that's what people don't understand. You're, you've already practiced three full days, dark to dark. You're already wore out. And then you, if you do good in the tournament, you tack on another four days. So, it's, it's a big deal. Thank goodness there's only nine of them because it's just it's a lot to it, man. Hey, you know, that, that, is, uh, that is certainly interesting. And... Uh... I, I think I know from what you're telling me already how you're going to answer this, but you know, with the you got guys fishing more than one circuit now, and then you're picking up uh, opens and and things like that in between tournaments. There are uh, there are guys that are sacrificing days of practice to be able to participate in more tournaments. What's your feeling about that? Yeah, it, 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 it's really, really crazy how things have evolved, man. Very crazy. Yeah, would, would you would you give up a couple days of practice and go into another tournament with, with no practice or a, only a day's practice? Would you ever do that? Have you ever done it? I, fortunately, I haven't been in that situation. I would not like to do that. No, sir. I think that's a little too much. No, I, I, I think it is. I think it is too. And uh, I don't know how you manage this stuff. I just, uh, I just saw something where uh, John, John Cox got uh, disqualified from fishing a tournament uh, because two of the tournaments back to back. The one was a major league fishing. One was a Bassmaster, and, and it and it put it because he fished in one of them. He fished in the closed period for the next one, so he can't fish it. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that. I said, I, I, it's like you need a secretary to keep track of your schedule for you. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. I'm very familiar with what happened there. So, you know, that that's a situation that you just spoke of. It's Sometimes it could be a little too much. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how you can do it, uh, and, and I guess... I don't know. It's more more money. There, there's there's enough money in in the sport where I think I would rather have the extra time to fish and get to know the water. Uh, how how much had you ever spent on Lake Champlain before this tournament this week that you won? I've been there quite quite a few times. Yes, sir. I've I've fished quite a few tournaments there. Okay, and and, uh, and the St. Lawrence that you're that you're on right now. I'm a little familiar with it. Not as good as Champlain, but good enough. Okay. All right. Yep. Well, you know, I, I like what you're saying there because the first article I read about you 
was after the third day of uh, of Plattsburgh, and they said, "Oh, they called you the perennially pessimistic Maryland pro." You don't sound you don't sound pessimistic to me. Why do they call you that? I have no idea. I haven't even heard that, man. That's crazy. That's on the official release out of BASS. They called you the perennially pessimistic Maryland pro. Well, it's got to be you. There's not a whole lot of Maryland pros, and you sound like a you sound like a positive guy to me. Yeah, I'm concerned about that. To be honest with you. Well, look, look it up. I would never lie to you. I think they said. Well, I think they said it was something about you saying that uh, all the fish, all the fish in uh, uh, in Champlain had already been caught. Huh. Okay, okay. That might have been an interview I did or something like that. I don't know, man. You know what? Did you ever think that being a fisherman was going to be like being a politician? You had to watch every word that came out of your mouth. Yeah, you're you're dead nuts, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I can't I can't believe I sprung that on you, but it, it's the truth. I, I would say you, you sound like a positive guy and, and a happy guy with me. Uh, let, let's talk before we talk. Uh, pick the tournament apart. How long have you been doing this uh, uh, fishing professionally? I would say seven full years. I'm sorry, again, please? Seven full years. Seven full years. Seven full years. Well, that, that's a uh, uh, that's certainly uh, uh, plenty of time. You're, you're no rookie, but but you got a lot of you got a lot of time left. How did you get into professional fishing? I just started at the state level, man, and uh, had some success, and then graduated, graduated, if you know what I mean, and every step had a process. Okay. All right. Well, so you know what? There, there's a uh, you're just there's a big difference between fishing at the state level and fishing the Bassmaster Elite. You're talking about uh, uh, asking a guy who's got a, a wife and a couple of kids to dig deep in his bank account and and, and start writing big time checks to get into this. Uh, not not that it's not that it's cheap to begin with, but uh, uh, did you feel there was a particular moment that gave you the confidence to do what you're doing right now? I, so at a regional level, you know, there's some big tournaments that will come to your your local area. They're through FLW. They they well now major mission. They sure the Toyota. You know, the Toyota Series? Yeah. And I was fortunate to win uh, six of those and have the all-time record for those. And those gave me some financial backing and confidence to be able to take a chance at the professional circuit. And then when I got to the professional circuit, you know, I had to get, get some confidence there. All right, that's a hey. You know, I want to tell, let everybody know we're out with with Brian Schmidt. He just won the the uh, big uh, Bassmaster Elite event uh, out there on Lake Champlain. He is on the water right now on the St. Lawrence River. You know, if you if you catch a fish while we're talking, feel free to tell us. Okay. Yes, sir. Don't 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 hide that. Don't hide that fact. Uh, how's that water looking to you right now? Everything's really good, man. All right, you're two and a half hours away 
from the tournament you just won on Lake Champlain. Like I like I said, right now you're 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 on the on the on the river right now. Uh, are there any similarities between the two bottoms, uh, uh, two bodies of water being two and a half hours away, or is it like a completely different world going from one to the other? Yeah, they're completely different. Okay. Are, are they? Uh, what's what's your now? What was your weather like on Champlain, and what's your weather looking like for this week? So the weather's going to be pretty similar. It's it's a lot cooler than normal. Um, you know we're going to have some rain. We had some rain at Champlain and and a little bit of wind. Uh, so it's very very cool for what it should be in New York, to be honest with you. Okay. Like, summer hasn't, summer really hasn't set in. Alright, what does that do to the fish? Oh, they'll just be a little behind in their normal their normal movements, you know, so instead of them all being out deep, there's some still shallow, there's some deep. It can kind of spread them out a little bit. So, it w this is making it a little bit more difficult, I would guess? Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? No, no. Anybody ever said fishing was easy was lying when they said it. So we, 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 we it's just something you have to deal with, huh? Yes, sir. Oh, amazing. Very, very, very amazing. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. I need to let our sponsors have a word. When we come back, I would like to ask you about your sponsors. I want to ask you more about, uh, about fishing, your career. I want to talk to you about what's coming up in the future. We'll just take a minute. And be right back. Brian Schmidt, Elite Pro, Elite Champion on We Fish ASA. I'm Steve Sarley. Dave Kranz is remote. We'll be back with more Brian Schmidt right after this. You know, when I look at the tournaments I've won, probably four or five of the boats that I've won have been on a tube. But I had completely gotten away from flipping a tube because nobody, nobody made one soft enough. Big Bite has come with this new tour series of baits. The thing that's probably the most unique is when you look at that bait, the salt just rolls out of it. And to me, that is the reason a fish bites a tube and hangs on to it. This isn't one of those, let's go out and catch some smallmouth tube. This is a let's get it done tube. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Petula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. The St. Croix story has evolved over 70 years. With gritty determination, St. Croix built the most advanced fishing rod facility in the world. And with it, a world-class brand that has earned the respect and admiration of anglers around the planet. We will continue to challenge ourselves, our employees, and our partners to be the best every day. We're proud to celebrate 70 years of passion and commitment to making the best rods on earth. St. Croix. We Fish ASA is back. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. He is remote. 
We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. If you'd be interested in becoming an advertising sponsor of the We Fish ASA podcast, you can contact us through our website, wefishasa.com. Don't forget to check us out on social media. We're certainly easy to find. And while you're on that computer, check out more about our guest, Brian Schmidt. Find out what makes him the great fisherman that he is. Hey, did, did I hear did I hear something going on in the background? Did you catch fish? No, no, no. No, sir. All right. I when you're pra- when you're when you're when you're practicing on the practice days, how much fishing are you doing in comparison to looking? Um some places man, a lot of looking, a lot a lot less fishing. Up north I tend to do a lot more fishing um because they can be on very obvious stuff up north here. Okay. All right. Now if if you if you find a spot or you discover a spot or you go to a spot maybe you've been to before and you catch a fish, are you done with that spot? For practice, yes, sir. When uh, has this changed because of how good the electronics are? Because you can come up to a spot and and see, you catch a fish and look and say, oh, there's three more fish on that spot I just casted to. I'm going to leave them be, and I'll just remember this for the next time. Uh, whereas it, when electronics weren't as sophisticated, you might not know how many fish were on that spot. Would you have hit it harder in the old days? Or, you know, has, has the, the, the quality of the electronics changed how you would hit a spot? You absolutely said it right there. So, you know, we can do so much now without even fishing sometimes. So, like, especially with my forward seeing sonar from Garmin, I can see every fish that's on the spot before I even get to them. Like, I can see it out in front of the boat. So, let's say I throw out and get a bite. I ease a little closer, and I'm like, oh, wow, there's about 20 of them there. So, <laughs> you know, the things have come a long way, man. Yeah, they, they, they certainly have. And uh, uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Somebody said uh, uh, they, they're, t- they're tired of hearing people say it's getting too easy to catch fish, that there's way too much stuff in, in the uh, – in the fishermen's arsenal that make it easy, and, and I don't believe that. I'm sure you don't either. That dude, look, it's never easy. I mean, that, it, 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 I ask you about your electronics. Uh, you get the, the the spot lock on the trolling motor. It doesn't make it easy, but it's certainly a uh, it's it's a nice thing to have. You know, it's like. Uh, uh, back in the day, I'm an old guy. When they put power brakes on cars, you know, it, it, it was a nice thing to have. It made it easier, but it didn't make it completely simple. It's just things get things get better. They they add to your the quality of your experience, and I think the spot lock does that. Um, who's your electronics? Oh, Garmin. Garmin and. Uh, uh, do you, how often do you change out units? Um, usually every season I'll get new units. So, you know, Garmin is kind of the leader right now in, in what's going on with the 4C and sonar. Okay. 
All right. Does does you know these these electronic units confound me? Uh, when they send you the newest unit that's upgraded, whatever changes they've made, what do they do to teach you that? Well, we're we're fortunate to be on a pro staff, and they they take their time. They'll you know they might have a Zoom call or a couple emails, and then obviously you know I got a contact that I can contact any time to walk me through the latest and greatest stuff. All right, say you go on a couple Zoom calls where they're showing you this equipment, how it works, how to read it. And then you go out on the water. How long does it take you to actually be on the water using that Garmin unit to make you feel like, okay, I got this down. I'm good with it. I'm ready to go out and gamble on winning $100,000 with this. That's how confident I feel. Does it Does it come that natural? Does it? Do you learn it that fast? No, sir. It takes some time. I figured it would. I figured it yeah. would. And how about the, you know, you get this other stuff I was reading, uh, and uh, I don't even. Do you guys? Can you guys use that hydrowave system? Yep. And, and how many people use that? So they'll, you know, they'll turn that on when they get in a fishing area to activate some bait fish at times. Yeah. That's just another tool that we have. Hey, does everybody use that? Oh yeah, most of the guys on the. On the tour, all yes, they all had it. All right, so you know, start reading about that. Say, man, there's awful lot of stuff, go, awful lot of stuff going on. You you probably started out fishing. You had a depth finder in the boat, and now you've got multiple pieces of equipment. Uh, everything is going, uh, and and you get to the point, I guess, where you start worrying about other boats nearby and and picking up their signals and you know you're, you're picking them up they're picking you up and there's there's cross talk and you're worried about the uh, uh, the, the signals getting mashed up uh, it's it's pretty amazing how much electronics is in use at the same time yes sir oh man that is it just absolutely absolutely blows my mind how this all works uh, I go back and ask you a question about practice you, you said you'd be out there until dark. What I've always wondered this: You're going to go fish a tournament for four days. You'll be off the water by say three o'clock, right? Right. What is the sense of fishing and practice after three o'clock? What if you find a, an evening bite, and it that ain't going to be an evening bite once that tournament starts? So you why why why? Yeah, you, you have to be smart enough to realize that that situation couldn't help you. And you got to use your time smart. So you might, instead of uh, finding, um, you know, an evening thing, you might find a pattern, per se, for like, you know, just a spot, a location. You know, all, every, every bit of time on the water helps. All right. That, 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 make, that makes sense to me. That, that certainly makes like, sense. Like, you, you can't ever not practicing well. All right. I agree. Very good. Very, very good. All right. At uh, at Champlain, uh, what was your key to success? What were the baits that were working for you? So, mine was very, very simple. It was a uh, missile bait quiver worm. And if you're not familiar with that, it's, it's a 
stick bait style worm that also has a a tail on it, like a flat tail. Yeah. And I was fishing that on the Nico rig. Okay. That was my ultimate bread and butter. Like I caught a lot of fish doing that. That was the heavy lifting. Um, I also caught a couple key fish on a spin bait, which is like a spy bait. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Please explain. So a spin bait is just, it's like a jerk bait with no lip that has a, uh, a propeller on one end and a propeller on the back end. And it's as simple as throwing it out and reeling it in, but it drives the smallmouth crazy at times. Excellent. And, and, and that and was a little deal I was on as well. You, you caught a mixed bag of smallmouth and largemouth at Champlain. Did that surprise you? No, I, I kind of knew that. That lake's very famous for that. So, you know... It, you, you you really don't ever really truthfully know what you're going to catch. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that is amazing. I I, I would have figured it was going to be a smallmouth bite, uh, but uh, you proved me wrong, and I'm wrong most of the time anyway. So I guess it doesn't make that much of a difference. But uh, you, you you did you did good. Now, what are you expecting here uh, on this tournament? What what are you what are you what are you going to be catching? I, I will be exclusively fishing for smallmouth. This place is a world-renowned smallmouth fishery. So the smallmouth in this this body of water get way bigger than they do at Champlain. So you can have, you know, five-pound smallmouth. You know, you can have a limit of five-pound smallmouth here. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> that's amazing. This is a Special, special, special fishery. That is amazing. I hope you do real well. All right, what, what, uh, you're from you're from Maryland. What, what's your home water? The Potomac River. The Potomac River. Well, it's it's nice to have a, a, a home body of water that the uh, that the big boys uh, schedule tournaments on occasionally. So that's a good thing, huh? Yeah, I would love to see that on the schedule. To be honest with you. Oh, it'll happen. It'll happen. Without a doubt. Hey, what, what, uh, uh, I, now this, this elite win that you just scored on Lake Champlain, does that automatically, uh, qualify you for the classic next year? No, sir. They did, a, they, they don't longer offer that. So, which is a, you know, a good thing because I think the classic position should go to consistent fishing. So, like, Bottom line, man, you could win one and do bad the rest of the year. You're not going to the Classic. Well, I don't want to jinx you, but you are above the cut line for the Classic. By a little bit. That's why I got to do my job here this week. Okay. I won't ask you what you think it's going to take to do that. Just just, just do good. Get up there. Uh, uh, I, I think I think you'll I think you'll do well. Uh, there, there's no guarantees, but I think that you're going to be there. I, I really keep my fingers crossed for you. I'd love to see that happen. Really would like well, to see that. You. But you you know what, Brian Schmidt, this last tournament that you won on Champlain, 
was absolutely amazing. It, it was one of the closest tournaments of all time, and, and it blew yeah. my mind because you were you were either first or second on day one, on day two, on day three. I go, boy, this guy's virtually going to go wire to wire winning this thing. And then lo and behold, on day four, the last day, you're out of first place, and all of a sudden the deadline is coming up. You, yes, sir. You thought you were out, right? Oh, I knew I didn't win it. I, I was like, there's no way, no way after my performance on the final day. But thankfully, I had such a decent lead, which is hard to get on that lead, that it, it was enough, man, because I felt I, I had a really low weight for the final day to win. I want to say you were you were like out of out of the guys fish on the last day. There was only one guy that had caught less fish than you, but you pulled it out at the end. Tell us what happened with a half an hour to go. That's correct. I caught a really big fish, my biggest fish of the day, with like ten minutes left to go. Man, <laughs> that's like a storybook. Oh my goodness! And uh, you probably uh, you probably amazed yourself. 100%. I did not, even with that, I didn't think I had it. Uh, that's a storybook ending, and uh, uh, we, we love it, and that's what makes this so exciting. And that's, you know, that's one of the things I really like about the Five Fish Limit is you get the dr drama of that weigh-in happening like that. I think that is really cool. It, it, it gives me the, the shakes, and I can't imagine what you felt like doing that. Uh, you know, I've I asked so many questions, run out of time, and I, I, I was looking at your sponsors. We said Missile Baits and Garmin. Uh, you're, a, you're a Ranger Boat Mercury guy. Uh, my friends at Fitzgerald Rods. Uh, you got a nice lineup. Anybody wants to check out Brian Schmidt, go to his page on Bassmaster. Uh, this guy's good. He's a good fisherman. He's got a lot of uh, winning left to do. Got my fingers crossed uh, on him. And this upcoming tournament that he's underwater practicing for right now, we'd love to see him get into the Classic because uh, this is a guy that would do the fishing world proud by being in the Bassmaster Classic. Brian Schmidt, thanks for being with us. I really appreciate you doing this, especially as you're practicing for a huge event. You take care, my friend. Thank you, Thank you sir. You take care. Thank you. Brian Schmidt, isn't that something? What a great guy. That takes care of this week's edition of the We Fish ASA podcast, the best on fishing show on the radio, the internet, in the entire USA. Brian Schmidt, Bassmaster Elite winner, great guy. We also had with us, uh, did a little double ICAST preview with Dan Johnson from St. Croix, Ken Duke Fishing Tackle Retailer Magazine. I'd like to thank our sponsors, St. Croix, the best rods on earth, Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion. Daiwa, take a look at that lineup. They have everything. They cover all the price points. You can't do better than putting a Daiwa reel on your rod. Go for Daiwa. Remember that We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. Available 24-7 at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, free apps from Stitcher Radio and the Apple App Store. Don't forget, you can always hear the We Fish ASA podcast at our website, wefishasa.com. If you like what you hear, please let us know. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about or someone you think we ought to have on the show, let us know that too. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner's Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week now. Let's go fishing!
I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it.